When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast is fueled by Cody Rhodes and recorded in the Wild Rose Casino and Hotel Studio. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Reaction Time. Ben and I are back. I was TV West Virginia on Friday night and a bunch of other crazy stuff happened this weekend in wrestling. Number one, Iowa lost to Michigan. I bring that up because it's relevant, not because I want to <laughs> hate on the Hawks. And then Oklahoma State took care of business, beat Missouri. Mm-hmm. That I was not expecting. I wasn't expecting either of those. Like, And it wasn't just that Iowa lost to Michigan or <laughs> Oklahoma State beat Missouri. Missouri. Like Both of those dual meets were decisive. Like Michigan-Iowa was not close. Michigan essentially destroyed them. There was only... <laughs> One guy, uh, Zach Glazier, who wrestled halfway well for Iowa. And then, yeah, Oklahoma State handled Missouri pretty easily. I mean, there's a few upsets with those lower weights. Like, whoa, what's going on here? Yeah. So both of those were like, all right, a little bit of eye openers there. Um, so, yeah, no, obviously, I mean, we're going to talk about Iowa State, West Virginia, but there were things happened over the weekend. That's for sure. Well, it's like those two duels happen and then you got upsets across the sport. You got all the controversies with the takedowns. No one can agree what a proper takedown is apparently, which is not good. Nope. We need to figure that out. Yeah, that needs to be decided before March. There was a statement put out by Mike McCormick in the NCAA who basically said refs are people too, which I don't disagree. I I try not to be a I hate the refs type of person. But we have to get that one figured out. There was like an overturned, was it, there wasn't a takedown and then they overturned it and called a takedown? The other way way. around. Yep, there there was a takedown and it was a takedown, but they went to review it and they ruled that it wasn't a takedown, even though it was a takedown. And on the mat, they ruled it a takedown. Which is crazy. So I don't know how that one got figured out, but the, the refs, I mean, the NCAA came out and said that they were wrong. So. Yeah, so. Crazy, crazy weekend that is so up in the air. I really, truly thought come this time we'd be talking about Iowa State of Missouri, but Oklahoma State came in like, I think of the GIF or meme or whatever of Big Bird, you know, when he kicks the door <laughs> down. Yes. That's Oklahoma State this year. They're like, you thought, yeah. you thought we weren't in the conversation. Um, Intermat rankings in the tournament rankings they have, they have Oklahoma State at number three. Mm. So they have Oklahoma State beating, winning the Big 12 and taking a team trophy home. Yeah. And Iowa State's down at seventh. Mm, That seems low to me, but I mean, we'll see. Got to wrestle the matches. Yep. And I would just like to point out (laughs) Penn State. They have Penn State at number one, rightfully so, Mm -hmm. with 142.5 points. And then Michigan at number two. With 60 points. Yeah, that's, I mean, Penn State was, we knew that Penn State was probably going to win, right? right? Because they have for the last 
however long. Mm-hmm. But that is an insane margin. Like that's <laughs> yeah. that's the tournament <laughs> being decided on Friday, which has happened. Penn State has won the tournament, the NCAA tournament on a Friday. That's happened before, but like that's almost Friday morning. It's been decided. Um, usually you'd like the tournament to be decided on Saturday when right. the finals matches start. Um, but man, that would be, that'd be something to kill. I mean, he's got it rolling, but that's a different level. Yeah. I just, I hope Iowa state can prove these rankings wrong and be higher than seven. Um, I'm curious how this will all end up looking in the end. Someone asked today on Twitter about how we thought what the rankings might look like with Iowa and Penn state wrestling, which I'm very curious what kind of morale they have going into this. They're always very angry going into this duel. And now Penn state's probably feeling real good after seeing how they wrestled against Michigan. Mm -hmm. And then you have Iowa and Oklahoma state wrestling, which I think is going to be really important. Mm -hmm. Um, They wrestle the same weekend, Iowa state and Missouri wrestle. Mm. So that'll be fun to watch a lot, a lot of things up in the air, but Anyways, just just general wrestling stuff I thought we should bring yeah, up. Yeah, national news and notes. <laughs> um, but anyways, Iowa State, West Virginia. Iowa State won 29 to 11. I had a lot of fun. It was a fun duel meet. I had a lot of fun. I was glad to be back. Aiden didn't make it to the duel, unfortunately. Sorry. I'm bad. <laughs> Where were you at? What were you doing? <laughs> I was at home watching. Watching what now? Wrestling. Oh, okay. Did Did you? I did. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. What I else were you doing? Know. There's something else though that I thought that was happening. Yeah. Were you watching an Iowa men's basketball game for work? Oh, okay. <laughs> Aiden has an employer that's not Cyclone Fanatic. Yeah. But it's the beauty of two TVs. So okay. fair enough. Watch both. Well, I'll start with this. Hit me with your. Initial thoughts from the duel. Yes. Outside of it being fun, which it yes. very much was. Um, Evan Frost looked great. Mm-hmm. Um, Casey Swiderski coming back from injury. He looked good the week before. He looked even better this week. Um, David Carr looked great. Mm-hmm. Uh, MJ Gaetan, you tweeted something similar, but MJ Gaetan's going to be a fan favorite for years. Oh, for I mean, sure. that's just, that's just life for him um, going forward. And then, yeah, we saw, um, some young guys do some things that like, okay, I could see where you have potential, but I can see how it's not realized. Um, so those are my high level observations without getting into the weeds of things. Yeah. A- Aiden, how about you? <laughs> Sorry. You watched it. Stuff. Yeah. What was it like was watch- watching from home? <laughs> um, the MJ Gaetan thing, that whole sequence got me pretty fired up. Um, yeah. Other than that, it was a really exciting duel just in terms of it seemed like there were a lot of good matchups, but yeah, it was like he blinked and MJ Gaetan had the guy on the back on his back. So yeah. 38 seconds. That was my favorite match of the night anyway. Mm-hmm. He um yeah, it I'm not kidding. I was in the middle of trying to edit David Carr's pictures because you know he had his moment at center mat, you know, he pointed up to the sky. He you could tell he was a little a little emotional in that moment. So I was like, I need to get those up on Twitter. I literally looked down and I looked up and MJ was like squeezing squeezing the life out of this kid and in the press conference after i asked him to relive the moment just talk about how he felt in that moment and he said all he could think was he needed to squeeze the shit out of him (laughs) that's exactly the words he used 
And I will give a tip of the hat to Kevin Dresser. It was his idea to have David Carr, MJ Gaetan, and Casey Swiderski come into the press conference together. And he clearly saw something we weren't seeing in the back because they were just full of energy. They were mm -hmm. a great interview. I still recommend you go back and watch all six minutes of that interview because they were great. And MJ was great. Um, I've talked about how he's usually pretty quiet, seems very like focused, keeps his keeps his head um, down, but he was in a great mood Friday night for sure after that pin. So yeah. And just to walk people through the moment, since it was such a phenomenal moment, uh, his opponent, um, Brody Conley decided to hit a, like a knee slide super duck type thing. And like before the match, I was just thinking, don't do anything dummy for this West Virginia guy. Just don't try anything weird. And he just, he goes for that. And it's like, what are you doing? And, and, and coach dresser said on the Tuesday before, don't let MJ Gaetan get a head in an arm. Otherwise you're going to get pinned. And if you do that knee slide super duck, it's not hard to get a head in an arm. And that's exactly what MJ did. And he just put the guy straight to his back. It's like, all right, well, you screwed up. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? And credit to him. He fought hard to try to not get pinned. He did. But every time he rolled over again, you could just see MJ squeeze tighter and tighter. And it's just like, all right, well, there it is. So, yeah, no, MJ, he is, he's fun to watch for sure. Yeah, he... He just, his energy, he talked about how he looked at the bench and they were all freaking out mm -hmm. and he just knew he had to keep going. Um, but yeah, that was definitely a highlight. I agree. That was probably one of my favorite moments just because Hilton erupted. MJ was just losing his mind. I went back and found that picture of the bench. Everybody's facial expressions are just all over the place, um, reacting to him doing it. And who doesn't love a pinner? Yeah. They're great. So um, Casey Swiderski, he was probably my favorite match outside of MJ, which he was technically one of the marquee matches. Him and David had the two more um, matched up ones. You know, number eight Peyton Hall was a big matchup for David. And then Casey Swiderski was up against number seven Ty Waters. And he won seven to four in sudden victory. So... I think my biggest takeaway with that one and why it was probably my favorite outside of MJ was just because we saw so much growth from Casey, not only from a technical standpoint, but from, uh, I hate using the word maturity because it implies he was immature. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like in his, just in his emotions and just how he handles those really high level. And we talked about it. We talked about it on the pod. How is Casey going to continue to respond in these really high level like high energy matches and he did it really well besides the whole coach dresser talked about, we could have secured that one a little earlier, right? Mm -hmm. Walk us through the match. Yeah. It was a great match. Um, Casey was shooting early enough and he's developed a pretty good low ankle ankle pick, whatever you want to call it, low single um, where he's able to finish on a lot of guys doing that. And he was getting to it a lot. And um his opponent, Ty Waters, was limp kneeing out of it. And it just, it looked painful, but like, I mean, it worked for him um, more often than not. So, uh, and Casey said it afterward in the post press conference, like I was hitting the low single, probably should have hit more of a sweep single and tried to work up that way. Um, but he, and this is something that Coach, Dress, Coach Dresser has talked about since he's arrived at Iowa State, 
guys need to have a go-to shot, a shot where you need a takedown. You shoot this shot. Your opponent knows it's coming. You know it's coming. Everyone in the stadium knows it's coming. But you have to shoot it anyway, and you still have to get a successful takedown with it. And Casey Swiderski and his low single is becoming that. We saw him hit it uh, in the last part of the third period to get it to sudden victory. And then in sudden victory, hit the exact same shot. So um, that low single is becoming really deadly for Casey. I think last year, um, especially early on, I mean, I remember the Wisconsin match where he had a blast double. I think he was trying more things. It probably felt more like high school to him where um, in high school, you can hit a lot of different shots and do all these things. And in college, unless you're David Carr, um, you're going to have to develop one really good shot. And that's going to be your go-to shot in big moments. And that's his low singles become that for him. And we saw that against a number seven guy in the country. So that was a really positive thing to see. And then like Jackie said, um, his mental maturity, um, his mental makeup has progressed leaps and bounds from last year, because I mean, I saw it up on press row, uh, I think it was in the beginning or middle of the third period. And mm-hmm. there was, there was after a restart and Casey was just like freaking out. Like, you could tell he's yelling. He's probably and Coach Dresser said this: when he's yelling, he's yelling at himself. He's not yelling at the ref or his opponent or anyone else. He's just mad at himself in that moment. And you could just tell that he was super frustrated. And credit to Casey again, like Jackie said, go back and listen to the press conference because Casey gave an, an excellent answer to where he's like, Coach St. John looked at me and he just said, "Calm the f down." <laughs> and then that saying that must have just centered him centered Casey enough to just be like, all right, let's get this done. Because last year he doesn't win that match. Yeah, He's too far in his head last year and it spirals probably similar to the real woods match with Iowa last year. He ends up kicking the guy. Um, <laughs> so I really like seeing that from him because you could tell he recentered himself. And I think coach dresser th- said this too um, with Casey is he's a better wrestler. Like mm-hmm. he still gets angry. He still gets amped up and you want that in a wrestler but he's so much better when he is able to keep that in control. And we saw that because I mean, he got the last two takedowns of the match. They were decisive takedowns. They were quick takedowns. Um, So yeah, Casey's growth is very much trending toward this guy's going to be an all American. Like, I don't know that for sure yet, but right now it's trending that way. Yeah. He's definitely looking like it. And I think just the fact that um, when they were going into sudden victory, I tend to just keep a pretty straight face when I'm down there. I'm, I have so many thoughts going through my head when I'm watching wrestling, I'm like taking mental notes of things I want to remember. And when I saw that it was officially going to go into sudden victory, I had that thought. I was like, Casey cannot needs to keep his head on straight or he's going to lose this. Like he's literally going to lose this. And my face probably showed it. Cause I was thinking, I was like, Oh God, like we've seen this, we've seen this before. Right. We've seen him lose matches like this. So I was, I was nervous, but it was really great. And, and it was very insightful after the duel when he talked about how just him acknowledging that he knows in those moments, his brain is just racing. And it was, it's pretty cool that Derek St. John can look at him and just be like, stop, yep. <laughs> stop it. So no, that was really great. And I think if Casey can continue and he said it, he said it in the post duel. he said, um, like something like, I'm not going to do that again. Like he's already saying like, I'm going to clean this up. He acknowledged like I could have, it could have just not gone into sudden victory essentially. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to see how he continues throughout the last two duels and then 
going into March because I think he has a really solid, true chance at Big 12s. Yeah, NCAAs, he, I'm not sure yet. Yeah, he can win the Big 12s for sure. Um, I think that's a very clear path for him. Uh, becoming an All-American, I think it's there. I think he's going to have to wrestle really, really well um, to be an All-American. He can. There's no reason why he can't. We've seen him wrestle at a really high level. So um, it's going to be fun to see how true sophomore Casey Swiderski can continues to progress as we head to March. Um, other wins, uh, Cody Chittum. He was back after a mild concussion, and he immediately, of course, to his luck, gets bit or hits teeth, or I don't even know how it happened anymore, but the West Virginia kid basically sliced his head open. Yep, with his teeth. So Yeah, he didn't get bit. Like, I, from <laughs> I my mean, memory, because I'm with you, Jack. You, right, you, sorry. I don't really Let remember. me rephrase. This West Virginia kid did not take a chunk at his head. <laughs> but for my memory, Cody snapped him down. And mm -hmm. as he snapped him down, the West Virginia guy's teeth caught his head. Yep. And, I mean, Cody knew it immediately. He's like, okay, hold on. And apparently there's a lot of blood. I couldn't see it from up where I was. But the training staff was out there for a while. Mm -hmm. uh, Dresser said afterward he was getting his head stapled back together. So that sounded <laughs> yeah. really fun. Um, so, but, yeah, no, he had a, he wrestled a great match. I wasn't quite sure how he was going to come back from that because that happened in the first period. Right. I and I think it was scoreless when it happened. I think so. Um, so it's like, okay, how is this going to go? Because he's wrestling unranked Caleb Dow Dowling. So, like, probably should win. And he ended up winning 13 to five major decision. So decisive victory. He looked really good. Um, I think it did take him a little bit to get his bearings back after getting his head bit open. Um, yeah. But after he refocused himself, he was a machine. I don't think Cody Chittum is capable of wrestling a match and not doing his like crazy bendy moves that he does because being able to be upfront to them, I was just like, I love this because mm -hmm. that's why I love guys like Jason Kreiser. Then you have Cody Chittum who comes in and does them and he makes it look so effortless. It makes sense to me when he says that he doesn't really think about it. It just kind of happens, which is exactly the way it looked in the sequence once he did it. And the pictures I got from it, it's just, it's just crazy. He's just a bendy guy. Very bendy. So, no, it was, it's good. I'm glad to hear it was not another concussion. Um, we'll have to ask for injury updates on Thursday, Thursday uh, afternoon when you guys are listening to this. We'll be at availability. So, I, I have a quick thing about Chittum. Oh, hit us. Why do we do, I don't say we, but why does Iowa State do the black tape? Oh, because for, I missed the John Reader match. John you know, you know yeah, oh, yeah, what I'm talking absolutely. about. Yep. That was the coolest thing ever because you could see like the blood coming through. Maybe that's why that's probably why looked like Rambo or something. But, <laughs> but I'm not a fan of the black. No, I I would I'd be all for the white coming back. I yep. think it probably is. They it don't want the cleaner. blood showing through. Right. Yeah, it looks clean. <laughs> oh, it absolutely does. But <laughs> it's just the John Reader. It's iconic to it. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, that's all I have. Can you imagine? It'd be awesome. They're like about... the back of Chittam's head would have been probably covered in blood. Who was yeah. it else that had their head wrapped? Casey got his head wrapped, okay. yeah. um, and then like three West I was Virginia say guys half had their West head. Virginia. Yeah. And like I texted Jackie during the doing, it's like, what are they doing in practice that they all have their head wrapped? <laughs> Probably biting each other. That's what's going on. <laughs> Excuse me. Just goofing around. Yeah, no, it like pre-match. Who was it? it? One of them had a black eye. Mm. They had their head wrapped and a black eye. Must be having intense practices over there. In I was going to say prepping for Iowa State. 
<laughs> getting real hurt. Intense stuff. Um, yeah, no, it was uh, it was interesting time. I never even thought about the black and white tape now that Aiden brings it up, but I'm biased. I like the black. It looks clean. It's clean, but I'm with Aiden in that Relive the white the- is excellent with especially John Reader. So, <laughs> yeah. Throw in a white singlet too while we're at it. There you go. <laughs> um, what else happened? Man, Kaisen Tarakina won, Evan Frost won. Evan Frost makes it look easy. Yep. Uh, as I was just about to say, Evan Frost wrestles how I wish Kaisen Tarakina did. And I texted you that too uh, <laughs> during the dual meet. And yep. it's just like Evan Frost went 17 to 1, major, uh, not major decision, tech fall in the second period, early in the second period. And Kaisen Tarakina, who again, we harp on it every week, but he has proven to beat, be able to beat all American guys. So that to me tells me he can be an all American caliber wrestler. Mm-hmm. We just don't see it that often. So he's wrestling an unranked uh, Jet Strickenberger and was losing most of the match and ends up winning 10 to 7 late in the third period, which is great. I'm glad he won. But then Evan Frost goes out there against an unranked Mason Mills and just destroys him. Mm-hmm. It's like that is what I want to see from Kyson Tarakino. Like that's yep. what I want. Um, so I don't know if we're going to see that at any point this year again, but um, that is my wish. I mean, that's a fair wish, right? Like Kyson has proven his, his, how talented he can be and what he's capable of. And when you get an unranked guy, a tech fall should be the expectation, especially with the new, at least a major decision. Yeah. Especially with the new takedown. Mm -hmm. um, That's three points. You can rack those up so quickly. So, especially Kyson, such an offensive guy. So typically he seems to be, uh, we'll, we'll see. I'll hold judgment, but he seems to have gotten less offensive recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like him to pick that back up. And speaking of getting um, more offensive, we saw Julian Broderson that he lost. Uh, he lost to unranked Austin Cooley 10 to four was not, the score was not close, but um, he shot lots of shots, mm-hmm. which I like to see. And even coach dresser said it after he's like, we got him shooting shots. That's a good step in the right direction for him. Now he's got to finish him. And like, that's what I was thinking too. When I was watching the match, it's like he is 90% of the way to a takedown. And then he just doesn't secure it. And then he ends up getting taken down himself and the exact same movement. Like, so it's like, you're so close, mm-hmm. just do it. And he just, he can't, or he didn't at least against uh, West Virginia. Like, I don't know if there's enough time between now and March for him to get that down. I hope he does. I think that'd yeah. be great. But um, Yeah. Julian, he's uh, we got him shooting shots. Let's get him. Let's get him starting to finish. So um, that one is what it is. But yeah. Well, and then we had, oh gosh, Sam. I'm so sorry if you're listening. I can't pronounce. How do you pronounce Sam's name? At 141, Sam. Oh, Herbovsky. Yes. <laughs> I don't know how to that. That's a guess on my part. <laughs> uh, yeah, he uh, coach said that. Unfortunately, we updated. I shared this on Twitter. Anthony Atchimendia dinged up. What was it? His ankle or something? Mm-hmm. Um, didn't sound too serious, but um, they decided to keep him out of this match. So Zach Redding was going to go up, but then Zach Redding woke up the day of the duel not feeling well. So Sam got a call right after he finished lifting. Coach said Saturday morning, like, "Hey, it's your time, bud. <laughs> it's time for you." Same thing with Will Feldkamp. Did not wrestle. 
His injury sounds a little more um, complicated. Sounds like he hurt his elbow. Mm -hmm. So Tate Nocturborn, did I say that right? Yep. Okay, I was like, no, I've had that one. Stepped in, made their Hilton debuts, Iowa State debuts. And unfortunately, they both lost. But, I mean, good on Sam for stepping up at time they needed him. Tate, I he lost by major decision. But I think Tate's going to be really good. I thought it was good to see him out there. It's always nice to give guys mat time like that. So I thought it was good to have them in there, see what they can do, how they handle the pressure of Hilton. So, yeah, I mean, Sam had number 10, Jordan Titus. Yeah. So he was up against the eight ball just right out of the gates. And he was actually in on the first shot. And it's like, oh, my gosh, he might finish this and be up three to zero against number 10 guy in the country. <laughs> that didn't happen. And he lost 11 to three. But still, I mean, he not a bad hard. score. Yeah. Um, so I like seeing that from Sam. And then, yeah, like Jackie said with Tate, um, you can tell that there's a really and the dresser said this, too. You can tell there's a really good wrestler in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just made some boneheaded mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> like he got the first takedown of the match, um, which great. And then he gave up a takedown. That happens. And then he got taken to his back in just a normal, like, suck back type thing. It's like, hey, you can't be going to your back in that situation. <laughs> um, and then there was another situation where he was essentially almost got an escape and gave up a cradle. It's like, buddy, you can't be doing that either. So he gave up two <laughs> sets of four near fall, which really swung the dual meet, or not the dual meet, that match specifically, not the dual meet at all. That mm-hmm. swung that match um, really in. Uh, Dennis Robbins' favor for West Virginia. So, like, yes, Tate lost and lost by major decision, but there's levels to that, and there's things that you see within that. It's like, okay, I mean, just clean up some things, right. and you probably win that match. So, Yeah, definitely. And then you have Younger. You have Younger. 23 to 8. Yep. I, yep. I really wanted him to pick the guy up for my own selfish reasons. <laughs> I wanted to get a picture of it. But yeah, he probably felt bad after <laughs> essentially breaking the guy's ankle. He probably didn't break his ankle, but I mean, his ankle was hurting. Michael Wolfgram from West Virginia, um, younger, I think, accidentally stepped on it as he was getting a takedown. And yeah, Michael was feeling it after that. Interestingly, Michael did take down younger. Yeah. Uh, younger, the same thing that happened in the first match of the year, took a bad shot and got stunk underneath of him. And Michael Wolfgram got a takedown. That said, Younger still won by major decision, 23 to, or not major decision, tech fall, 23 to eight in three minutes and 49 seconds. So Younger had no issues. And I mean, credit to Michael. He could have easily just forfeited after the injury. Right. But he stuck it out there. He wrestled and he got his butt handed to him. So credit to him for sticking with it and um, giving himself a chance. He got a takedown. Mm-hmm. So like he, he stayed with it. So big credit to Michael Wolfgram. Well, and you know what? I could see what coach means when younger kind of looks complacent in those matches. Cause younger looked very much like I'm here to do my job. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of like did it. <laughs> like you could tell he just wasn't very worked up. You could tell he's definitely more honed in, which I get it. You're going into this match very clearly you're going to win. So it was just, yeah, he's just huge. Mm-hmm. He is a monster. Big man. So I just, I can't wait to see him against uh, Missouri. Which, in the same note, I want to talk about David Carr. Mm, yes. David Carr, senior night. Obviously, we had other seniors to um, honor, but David Carr is just so good. 
so talented, so consistent. He is like the mecca of this team, right? He's the pinnacle. He's the golden star. Like when it comes to the, I thought of this actually when David in the post dual press conference, he recalled being in the stands watching Iowa state when he was, what was, what was it? He would have been a senior in high school. Yeah. And just talking about when Iowa state just was not very good. And just reliving those moments into him coming into Iowa state, you know, and at that time, all we wrote about was the culture, right? Mm -hmm. The culture's changing, the culture's changing and who was at the heart of that. Right. So it's like David Carr, Ian Parker, Jared Dagan. Those are the three I think of David's been obviously here for a while and now we're at the end, but I'm like sitting here and I'm like, even today, Friday, hypothetically speaking, we still don't, it's like no one's processed that David's leaving <laughs> and he's just so good all the time that it's so easy for us to almost over overlook him because we have so much more to discuss, right? Like Evan Frost is so young and doing so well. And then you have younger, but then you have David who does not falter. Nope. <laughs> like when he lost at um, Cliff Keen, the Cliff Keen Invitational, you know, we were shocked because David doesn't lose. And then David on Friday, he got taken down, right? Second mm-hmm. time of the season. Yep. And then we're like, whoa. But it's like, he's just so good that we do not talk about him enough. And I was sitting there Friday and I was like, holy crap. Like our days are literally numbered. Mm-hmm. And that sucks. Yeah, four more. <laughs> like that sucks. And I, at some point we obviously stopped talking about the culture changing because it did change Mm -hmm. and now we're in a different era and the narrative changed. And it's so crazy that David Carr, who has was really at the root of that with Jared and Parker who have now left. It's so crazy that David's kind of like that final piece, right? He's the final piece of those OG guys who changed things at Iowa state. So, yep. That was my rant. I was just like, when I was driving home, I was just like, this is crazy. Yeah. The things he's done for Iowa State are um, pretty close to immeasurable. I mean, we can technically measure it um, just because I think the year he committed, Iowa State scored one entire team point (laughs) at the NCAA tournament. And now we're talking about Iowa State being a potential trophy team. Yeah. So like that, it is measurable, the impact that David Carr has had. Um, But that is pretty darn close to immeasurable. Like, that's the things he's done for Iowa state are incredible. Um, the things his family has done for Iowa state, mm-hmm. that probably is immeasurable. Like the, the car family, what they've done for Iowa state wrestling is insane. So just the whole car family legacy, David's legacy, um, David's legacy stands on its own. I mean, yep. NCAA champion, uh, second runner up third place finisher, uh, four time big 12 champion, all of these things, right? So like David Carr's accomplishments stand on their own. Um, and he's an incredible wrestler. He wrestled, uh, just to talk about the match, he wrestled number eight, Peyton Hall from West Virginia, beat him 10 to five. The only reason he gave up the takedown is because he was going for a takedown. Like he already kind of had a major decision. Mm-hmm. That happened. But he's like, no, I want more. Because that's just David's mindset. Um, it was never like Peyton Hall took Keegan O'Toole to the brink yeah. the last week. And... David handled Peyton Hall, no problem at all. So, yeah, he's just, he's a special wrestler. And I think part of the reason maybe we sometimes overlook him 
it just looks so easy mm-hmm. and effortless. And with younger, I slash we get to talk about how strong he is and how explosive he is. And like David is explosive too, mm-hmm. but it's in a much more fluid manner. Like he's just so smooth with it. It's like that looked very easy. Mm-hmm. And is it? Absolutely not. Because if it was, everyone else would be doing it. Right. But um, it's just, yeah, he's he's something special. I would say is incredibly lucky to have gotten him. Um, and Dresser, good on him for uh, having David commit to him because that was that was probably like the Brock Purdy commit for the Matt Campbell era, yeah, or the David Montgomery commit. Like, hey, you're gonna have to trust in this vision, but if you do, we can do great things. And in both cases, or in all cases, it worked out. So, um, yeah, there, David Carr is something special. Well, in his when I asked Dresser about it. He that's how he ended the whole thing was like there are not many of those referencing to David Carr athletes like him walking around the planet. It was a catalyst for us. And he he is he was. And I was thinking it even from our perspective, right, as media, how many how many members of the media get to cover the top guys like truly the top guys in the country. You look at Penn State. Those guys are truly spoiled, right? Mm -hmm. They're covering six to seven guys that are going to be in title matches. I'm making probably. that, I'm making no, that number. probably right yeah. though. <laughs> or like the Oklahoma States of the world, right? They get date and fix and all the other champions they've had in their rich history. Like there's not many people it, who get this opportunity. And in Iowa, we've been very fortunate, right? Like look at the Iowa reporters. What I was done is incredible. And in Ames, we've gotten to sit and watch David from the start. Now we're at the end. And it's just like, as a whole, as an entire like sport, this is not common. People aren't just covering the top guys in the country all over the place. It's very specific to the Penn States, to the Iowa's, to Oklahoma state, to, yeah, just very few people get this opportunity. And I think it's crazy because to me, David's just David Carr, right? Like we had to talk to the guy every other week. Mm-hmm. We get to make jokes with him. We've seen him grow up. And I think of all of the people who literally worship the ground he walks mm-hmm. on. So it's another one of those moments where it's like, we're so close to him because we've covered him for so long that I also forget like, this is David freaking Carr. <laughs> so it, I got a little, I did get a little sad. I've, I've definitely over the years gotten better at like, it's a job. There's only so many emotions you can have doing the job. And I only really get emotional now just in general. Like I just love the sport so much, but when they did David's like introduction at the end of senior, like introductions, I was like, this is actually really sad. Like this is the end of an era. So, and of course I try to get David to talk about it and he won't. Nope. I could not get him to do it. He I tried to talk about himself. I tried twice. You did. And he, he wouldn't let me. That just goes to show his personality, yeah. right? He's too selfless. In an individual sport, he is too selfless. Figure that one out for me. Yeah, I asked him about him being done and like at light at the end of the tunnel, and he still found a way to talk about his teammates. Mm-hmm. So, but there's two more left. And the next one's you and I. Yep. Our favorites, right? Mm-hmm. Doug Schwab's coming to town. Um, this Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday. They moved the duel up to 1 p.m. Mm-hmm. It was originally 2. I feel like they should have just moved it a while ago. They should have just scheduled it at 1. What are yeah. we doing moving it? like? Or even noon. We, we know when the Super Bowl is, but whatever. <laughs> um, no, it'll be good. It'll be really exciting. I hope the I hope they still have a great turnout. They deserve a good turnout. 
Um, Schwab, Aiden, I don't know if you still wanted to play it. Schwab in his weekly media availability was asked about wrestling on Super Bowl Sunday and he gave a pretty good answer. So And I said it before. I mean, I don't I know it's Super Bowl Sunday, but dude, we're in the state of Iowa. So uh, wrestling like wrestling when in two in-state schools are going, that's to me that's the that's the damn Super Bowl. That was like that when I was a kid, when I was growing up, you know, when you get to IPTV, that was that was that was as big as the Super Bowl when you had when you had the in-state schools wrestling each other. Um, so I know they moved it up an hour. Um, you know, it's in maybe an hour twenty minutes to get there from here. You'll be back in plenty of time. I can tell you, I'll be able to. I'll be able to get back. I'll be able to get a sweat. I'll be able to get a cold tub. I'll be able to drink a couple kickstarts, and I'll still have plenty of time to be there for the start of that game. And so, so will everyone else. <laughs> he's one of a kind i love doug schwab and i mean yeah he's not wrong they're in state technically you know in-state rivals a doug schwab and kevin dresser have done an amazing job of really pumping this duel up and bringing it back to life regardless of wh who's better who has what ranked wrestlers right like you look forward to it regardless so i'm very excited personally um, just because the energy around this duel is always just through the roof. Mm -hmm. There's just so much like respectful animosity towards yep. each other. That's a great way to put it. Um, and I'm excited. I'm curious to see what Dresser brings to the table on Thursday. You know, he likes to bring his emojis. He I'm loves curious, his emojis. Curious if he'll do it again. Um, but Iowa State's definitely favored on paper. Mm -hmm. You're looking at number four Iowa State and number 17 West Virginia. Nope. Or West Virginia. Um, you and Hugh I. and I, yep. I was going to say, they both beat West Virginia this weekend. And I was going to say, you and I stole the 17th spot um, because West Virginia dropped two spots. Mm -hmm. so, three. Three. three to They're number 20, 20 now. Yep. So that was my thought process. Um, but I would say it's still favored. Mm -hmm. um, when I look at the lineups up and down, I see you and I definitely winning at 141 with Kale Happel. It depends if Anthony goes. So when you put him up against each other, how do you see Anthony going up against Kale? I think he matches up well, personally, just because Anthony's so offensive-minded. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't mean a win. I would still like if I, if you put if you made me pick one, I'd still probably pick Kale. Mm -hmm. But I, that is not a foregone conclusion to me. Now, if Anthony doesn't win, then Kale for sure wins. So, um, yeah. yeah. I think, yeah, I I feel the same way. Like, not on paper, looking at it, I lean Kale, but I think Anthony's very capable. I think it also depends on his ankle. You yeah. know, like, Coach will tell us he does give it to us straight. Mm -hmm. I'll give that to him. I'm not implying anything. But maybe Anthony feels ready to go. They throw him out there. What if it's not 100%, you know? Mm -hmm. And when you're going up against number six, Kale Happel, you got to be ready to go. So... But I lean you and I on that one. Yep. And then Parker Kett Kaizen at 184. For sure. Parker's the number one guy in the country. He's winning this match. Doesn't matter who wrestles for Iowa State. Yeah. So that's that's where I see you and I winning. Um, and then I see Iowa State pretty favored in everything else. Every, I'd also throw on any seven in there for you and I. I think Wyatt Volker beats um, Julian Broderson. Other than that, though, I mean, those three matches are the only ones that I mean, at 157 is probably your best matchup if Anthony doesn't wrestle. If Anthony wrestles, Kel Happel and Anthony Echemendia is probably the marquee matchup. 
-hmm. If he doesn't wrestle 157, you have Ryder Downey versus um, Cody Chittum. And those guys are right next to each other in the rankings. Um, I is Ryder Downey also a freshman. Um, I had that up at one point. Hold on. Ryder Downey is a freshman. freshman. Yep. So you have two freshmen going at it at 157, both ranked in the mid teens. And I think that's going to be a really fun match um, just because it could be. So, I mean, Iowa State, unless catastrophe happens, will win this dual meet. Um, like Jackie said, I see you and I winning two to three at most, probably four matches. Um, and if they win four, I mean, then you're looking at a pretty close dual meet Yeah. Uh, in, all, in all fairness. But I, I think four would be a pretty big stretch. Um, so there are some fun matchups to watch. And then there's some where, I mean, at 165, um, RJ Weston for you and I lost to tech fall to Peyton hall. And I would imagine David Carr does something very similar to that. Yeah. Um, at heavyweight, I mean, Tyrell Gordon is ranked in 15 to 16, but we've seen younger Bastido beat the number 11 guy by major decision. So I'm expecting him to not have too much trouble there. Uh, at 133, um, UNI's guy, Julian Faber, is ranked in, in the 20s. I would expect Evan Frost to win that match. Mm-hmm. So, like, Iowa State will very likely win this dual meet, um, but there are some fun and intriguing matchups throughout. Yeah, no, I think that... That's kind of why this duel is fun, right? Like as much as Iowa State's favored, there's still matches that are going to be, could really truly go. You never know. It could mm-hmm. go either way. Like 125 yep. without wanting to poke at Kyson again, but what Kyson Terrakeen is going to show up. Mm-hmm. Like he could win this handedly, but is he going to? We Who don't knows? know. <laughs> we don't know. So... And I, I mean, yeah, I'm curious how that 157 match, West Virginia put out a different guy against you and I, Mm -hmm. which I kind of hate just because I would have loved to have a comparison for the two guys, but no, it'll be interesting. And I know, I mean, David will be fine. I have a feeling David's going to come into this and have some special moves to throw out there and try and feel them out. I could just see it. Yep. Um, and I mean, Parker Kaizen, I've talked about him a lot this season. I'm excited to see him wrestle in person. Yeah, he's so much fun to watch. His pace is unbelievable. Yeah. And I mean, like we said, Parker is going to win this match. And it sounds like Will Feldkamp might not be back anyways. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious if who goes in at 184. We'll have to. I think you throw Tate Noctaborn back in there. You get, he can wrestle five matches and maintain his red shirt. Let him feel what the number one guy feels like because Tate Noctaborn is Iowa State's future at 184. Mm-hmm. Let him feel what number one feels like. That's what I would do. But we'll see what Dresser does. So yeah, yeah, that's. I'm excited. I think I'm. <laughs> I'm most excited to see Doug Schwab and Allison Schwab. <laughs> like I'm just pumped for this duel. It hasn't been at Iowa State in two years. Yeah, it's been a while. You haven't been able to be at it. No. That drive sucks. I don't blame you. <laughs> Schwab says it's an hour and 20 minutes. It is nine hour and 20 minutes. You don't think Doug Schwab speeds? Close to that. I also think he speeds a lot. But I it's mean, probably I, close to an hour 30. But I'm going to say, I feel like it takes two hours. I guess from Ankeny. But I've only made the drive from Ames to CF. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fair. It's my neck of the woods. So. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't see Doug Schwab <laughs> going the speed limit. <laughs> He's got places to be. 
Um, what are, when you look at this duel, obviously Iowa State's favorite on paper, they'll most likely win. What are you hoping to get out of the duel? I would really like to see Kaisen Terakina um, win by major decision or more. Okay. I would like to see Julian Broderson challenge Wyatt Volker and maybe win. Wyatt Volker is a freshman for you and I who wrestled in last year's dual meet against Younger and Younger beat him 12 to 6. Um, I would like to see Julian go out there and see what he can do against a, a top 20 guy, an up and coming guy. Um, outside of that, I'd like to see more MJ Gaetan pins. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I think just the the standard stuff of let's have some fun with David Carr and younger Bastida and see what the rest of the guys do. Yeah, I definitely think bonus points, right? That's always the key word. Mm-hmm. You want to see bonus points from these guys. I, I think when I look at guy at the lineup and you look at like 125, 197, um, I definitely look at Julian Broderson more. Um, he was very angry mm-hmm. after losing last time, which I think is a good thing. Yeah. I, I think it's good to see emotion from guys. I think it's good to see them pissed when they lose. It means they obviously care. Um, so I would like to see how Julian turns it around coach sees him more than we do. And he said that there's been progress. So I think he can win this one if he goes in and he just puts it, puts it on him. Yep. We'll see see what he does. But any final thoughts on that one? No more thoughts. All the thoughts are gone. (laughs) (laughs) I know we've, we've been swapping thoughts for hours. It feels like. Um, for those of you who don't know, when we do podcasts, Ben and I like to sit and discuss what are we going to discuss? How would we like to discuss it? Aiden chats in once in a while. I and, think uh, tonight we plan on starting at 6. Yep. And we then started at 7.30. We talked for an hour, you know. Whatever. We had to catch up. We had to catch up. Yeah, since last week. We've only right. It's been a week. It's a long time. Yeah. Aiden and I tried to figure out Iowa State's chances to the podium at Big 12s. Yep. Every single scenario, we sat and went through it. We sat and went through the entire like intermat rankings to figure out who can afford to lose where, who can win this. So this has been an action pack like three hours. And, and we still didn't figure anything out. So No, I can't confidently tell you. <laughs> well, Casey Sudarski figure that one out he's sitting at the top of the big 12 mm-hmm. if there was such a thing it's just strictly big 12 rankings casey's at the top there you go that's the one i remember yep, yep. <laughs> we know that much <laughs> we'll let you know more to close, <laughs> close to march oh geez. insight you can't get anywhere else yep and this, this, that's it that's the podcast that's this it. week aiden do you have any final thoughts shout out fairway yeah, shout out to Fairway, our sponsor. How's that Fairway today? Where are you? Yeah. I went to Fairway the other day too. Nice. Got stuff for spaghetti. Perfect. <laughs> oh, as always, guys, follow along on Twitter. We will both, Aiden, will you be there on Sunday? I will not be there on Sunday. Why not? Secret. Are you watching another Iowa basketball game? No. Iowa no. women's <laughs> basketball game? No. Okay. Okay. Nope. All right. Different Something secret. with Iowa. Nope. <laughs> we'll see about that. All right. Yep. We'll both, Ben and I will be there on Sunday, as always. Um, 
yeah, we'll be bringing you the live tweets, the photos, all the fun stuff. I hope Schwab flies like he always does. Um, hope there's some arguing between coaches. I hope some challenge bricks get thrown. <laughs> hope chaos ensues. Uh, but like fun, respectful chaos. Of course. You know, not trying to be the next headline where bad things happen. Um, but anyways, like I said, guys, follow along on Twitter. We'll be there. Um, and yeah, shout out to Fairways. Aiden said um, they are our fearless sponsor here at Cyclone Fanatic of all wrestling coverage.